Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to worship you this morning. We pray that you would place your words and your Holy Spirit in our hearts, that we might hear you and receive you and be transformed uh, by our love for you, Lord God. And we pray that your grace would fall afresh on us today. Please place your words in my mouth, Lord God, that I might be faithful in the proclamation of them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Morning. Please be seated. It's good to see you all today. Now, I have here this high-tech prop. Anyone know what this is? It's a fish, right? And uh, where does a fish like this like to live? Water. You all are so sharp. Good work. That's right. Uh, and if you take, and, and in the water, a fish is generally happy, right? If it has its food sources and the water's fresh and all that kind of stuff it needs. Um, take the fish out of water, and how does it like it? Yeah, uh-uh. Doesn't like being out of water. But what if you give the fish out of water some really nice stuff, like gold chains and uh, a bicycle maybe, new car? Do you think it'd be happy then? No, not happy at all. Um, why? It doesn't know how to use them. And what else? It can't breathe. That's right. It has other things that it's yearning for. Uh, no matter how good the stuff is, you might want to give this fish out of water. It is not going to be happy. It's not going to fill it with contentment because the fish needs the water. And it will never be satisfied without it. Now, in this world, I think many of us have experienced a feeling kind of like this fish, huh? Right? We felt like we're yearning for something that we just can't find. Like we're um, not quite getting enough oxygen, maybe. We need just a little more. We just don't feel quite content or full. We've all felt like there has to be something more to this life than what we've seen or what we've been sold. Now, the great sages of our time, the Rolling Stones, uh, sang about this issue in their hit song when they said, I can't get no satisfaction. Right? They couldn't. They just was, just was not there to be found. And you think the Rolling Stones were looking for satisfaction? I think they were, and they could not find it. You, and the band U2, um, more recently, echoed them when they said that I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Right? Both of them had what the world might consider a great degree of success, right? were wealthy beyond um, reason, uh, had everything that you might think people really, really would want, and yet they were not satisfied. They couldn't find satisfaction. They couldn't find what they were looking for. There's a gnawing emptiness that fills us, and we're left with the feeling that there has to be something more. We're offered many solutions by the world, aren't we? Perhaps more trinkets, hobbies, vacation, money, relationships, popularity, a new house, whatever it happens to be, and we'll be okay, right? Maybe if our football team starts winning, it will feel better, and that'll take care of that gnawing emptiness within us, right? Is it true, though? Does it deal with it? Maybe for a little bit, right? Maybe for a few days we'll feel, ah. Oh, I'm so glad I've got this thing. Oh, the seats in my car are so comfortable. <laughs> right? But then you have to take it in for maintenance, and suddenly the world starts to unravel a little bit, doesn't it? 
The reality is that based on empirical evidence that we've all been conducting in our research as human beings, this doesn't work. These things never satisfy us. And I think that is where Paul's letter to 1 Timothy speaks to me. He tells us, There is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. Contentment and godliness. And those, you know, those two words, they're just not words we hear combined very often, do we? I mean, when was the last time you read a headline that said, Contentment and Godliness in Seven Easy Steps? Right? Or Contentment and Godliness, all you need in this world. Right? Do you hear anybody selling that? No, I don't either. But for the Apostle Paul, those terms were connected, and they were essential for one another. Because contentment follows after godliness. Godliness, of course, is having a great reverence for God. It is a passionate care for the things that God cares about. And it's putting God above all else. Now, the remarkable thing about godliness is that it places everything in order. Godliness is the Stephen Covey of spiritual life. Right? You know, he wrote the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right? That's what godliness does for us. It, it puts everything in its proper place. With godliness, the world makes sense. Because godliness, that love of God and care for what he cares about, fills the void that we've been trying to fill with everything else. As St. Augustine said, there's a God-shaped void in each and every one of us that yearns to be filled. And godliness fills that because we are placing God in his rightful place inside of us. You and I, we were created to love God and be in relationship with him. And the emptiness we feel without him is a gift from God himself. Can you imagine what kind of mess we would be in if we, were, if we got satisfied by our possessions in this world without God? Could you imagine what a, what a royal, terrible situation we would be in if we were satisfied by what the world was selling us? No, God blesses us with emptiness. And a yearning for more. Because that desire, that empty gnawing feeling, can lead us to the truth that no thing but God himself will actually fill us with contentment. We will never be satisfied. And praise be to God for that. Like my fish, without God we are a fish out of water. And we need him desperately. Because without him, just like the fish, we're dying. Now this is all good and well, right? This whole thing I've been talking about. But if you're anything like me, then even though you might have God in your life, you might still struggle with a yearning for more. Is this true? Yeah, I think so. Based on marketing, market research, right? All of us wrestle with this. And here's what Paul tells Timothy, because Timothy might have been wrestling with this as well, because Paul addresses it clearly. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the, of the eternal life to which you are called, and for which you have made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
Paul gives Timothy something else to strive for when that gnawing feeling hits him, when that yearning for more hits him. He says, focus your desires upon pursuing God. Sure, pursuing righteousness is not as flashy as pursuing the latest trend, but it's guaranteed to lead to satisfaction because it is based on God's precious grace. We know what it is to yearn. We know what it is to desire and to be hungry for more. We know what it means to run through life seeking what the world promises will make us happy. We know also the inevitable emptiness that follows those things that we thought would make us content. God offers us something else. He tells us that if that we will but love him and worship him, and through his grace care about what he cares about, we can combine that godliness with contentment and be set free. This is all God's free gift to us. May we accept it and be filled with his peace and his love so that we might once again live in the natural environment we were designed to live in, that of his consuming and abiding love. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you offer us contentment and godliness. Lord, we've gone through this world looking for contentment, and we've not found it anywhere else. And so we turn to you now and pray that you would bless us with that. Fill us with a deep and abiding love for you and a love for what you love, Lord God. And when we feel that gnawing on our heart for more or for something else and we start looking for it in the world, Lord, help us to look to you instead. To instead focus our hearts upon you and to use that gnawing to lead us into a deeper relationship with you. To seek deeper love, deeper commitment, deeper transparency with you, Lord God. And help us to live in this world as your redeemed people. Enjoying the gift you have given us here, Lord God, but finding our peace and our identity and our hope in you. Lord, forgive us for our wayward hearts. Forgive us for our desires to find pleasure and to find satisfaction apart from you. Help us, Lord, to trust you and follow you now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.